0: Ready in chomash arba, shalosh, sh'time. <laughs> <Stein. laughs> yeah. hey, yeah, yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs in bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my
1: mom's at? Podcast with Christina P.
2: Guess what, bitches? I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi. One night only. Is this my camera? Is this my camera? November 18th, bitch. I like, is this my camera? I should have asked this before we started rolling. The Roger camera I know, but one makes me look better. Let's see, let's see. Darker, bright. Oh, here we go. Whichever one you play. Which one makes me look younger? Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, November 18th, Beau Rivage. (laughs) Resort and Casino in Biloxi, November 19th, Ben Salem at the Parks Casino. And then Dania, Dania Dania Beach at the Improve, the Improve, December 2nd and 3rd. And then big tour coming up, going to announce um, for next year, very limited run. Unlike my husband who comes everywhere, I go nowhere. I go to very select cities uh, because I am, you know, I'm a mom. I raise our children. <laughs> That's shopify.com slash special offer. And man, what a week I've had. First of all, first of all, I am so, so I've been walking the neighborhood as I've told you, because we met Stacia Patwell last week, my, my athletic coach. Uh, And uh, so I have to walk 10,000 steps every day. And I've really taken a liking to it because I get all the neighborhood gossip and now I know like every neighbor's house, I know like who said what about who, I know who's anti-Semitic on the block. There's one on the block. It's so juicy and no, it's not Kanye West, but, and um, I've, I've met all the dogs in the neighborhood. Um, I mean, I'm just like, I'm a friend of the people. I look at butterflies. I I see who's doing what work on like I've become this total nudge like yenta I've become the person I didn't think I would ever be and I just love it. And so in the meantime um I've also gotten heavy into listening to an audiobook that one of my neighbors told me about called The Palace Papers. Now moms, if you're bored and you're interested vaguely in the the monarchy the royal family, you got to listen to this book. It's called the palace papers and it's a series of letters. So it's, exa- it's essentially gossip about the royal family, but it's substantiated with actual physical, there it is letters and ma- notes. Cause back in the day, people wrote notes to one another and, you know, printed stories and stuff. So it's this amazingly dysfunctional group of humans who you're like who lives in this reality like they live in a in another reality like one that you and I cannot even conceive of and i'm not just talking about like money like there's that level of reality where you've got that fuck you money and you're like yeah i can do what i want today i can ride horses but it goes beyond that it's like, yes, I can ride horses and I can go to Eton College and I can go hunting at Highgrove and they'll talk like that with the chins under Highgrove. But then there's also a level at which morality does not apply. It is meaning they literally live by a code of morals and ethics that you and I don't even understand. I'll give you a great example because, as we know, as we know, Queen Elizabeth, QE, dropped dead a while ago, and her son Charles, which is not her favorite, as I have learned from the Palace Papers, Charles, because Charles is very needy and emotional and very dreary and depressing and mopey. Charles is not her favorite. Um, she's, she has two other sons, Edward and Andrew. But anyway. Um, So, Charles is going to become king, and um, as we know. And so, you guys know that if you just I'll, I'll give you the rundown. So, basically, I've been obsessed with him and Camilla Parker Bowles. Him and Camilla Parker Bowles. Who's Camilla Parker Bowles? Now, if you're not familiar, this is a universal story, okay? There's two paths you can take in life as a woman there's the hard road where you earn a living and you suffer through that kind of suffering. Essentially, you suffer through making a living and trying to find your way in the world. And who am I? There is that suffering. And then there's a the suffering that comes with being a hoe. And a lot of you think, and for many years I struggled, I was like, I kind of want to be a hoe. I would love to be somebody's side bitch because it's so easy, right? Side bitch is like the greatest gig you think what does she have to do? She's got to, you know, sexually arouse him and, and cater to his every emotional need. It's a little more than that. because And here's the deal, man, is that in real life, I've watched hoes do their thing as well. And let me tell you, the path of the hoe is a lot harder than you think. So, so first of all, Camilla Parker rules. Let's, let's give you a little background on these two. <laughs> so they meet in college at one of their, you know, Oxford, Cambridge, whatever, you know, hoity-toity poloids, with like my O-levels, mummy, and I got into eaten. They meet at this fancy college, and they are introduced in college. And it's said that, so it's, they, this is common knowledge, that Camilla Parker Bowles' great-great-grandmother was the mistress to King blah, blah, blah. So essentially, she comes from a long line of hoes, that ho with the king. So it's said that the first time they met at college that she said to Charles, hey, my great-great-grandmother was mistress to your king so-and-so descendant. Why don't we have at it? Now, knowing what I know about Camilla Pockable, she would never be so cross as to say, how about we have at it? That's not what happened. And in fact, what happened is their friends introduced them and the friend goes, now, now, knowing your two, knowing your histories... Be careful. Be cautious. And so it began the love affair between Camilla Parker Bowles and Prince Charles. And Charles, apparently back in his day, was a hot piece of ass. If you could Google a young Charles, like, and I don't want to admit it, but I was kind of smitten. Like, I was looking up him playing polo. And I, listen, you know me. I'm obsessive. I do deep dives on this nonsense. Google young Charles I mean him on the the horse playing polo he's very muscular he's very fit and he plays polo and the polo match apparently is where all these the rich debs as they call them the debutantes come and watch the young men that they will be presented to to be spouses for so the polo match is where Camilla and and um, Charles, you know, they get to know each other and this and that. There he is. He's actually quite handsome in his youth. I mean, decide, you know, besides those goofy ears, he should have had those ears taped back. I feel like they could have afforded to intervene. <laughs> the ears are goofy as shit, but he's got great teeth for a Brit. And I do love how he talks with his chin like this. So, Polo, um, he goes off. He he, he bangs Camilla. He's, he's into her, but then he's also into other women and... She kind of sticks around. I think she wants to snag a prince, but he's in love with her. But Queen Elizabeth, his mom, wants him to marry a virgin. And, you know, who the fuck thinks that there's still virgins in 1980? Queen Elizabeth, apparently. So Camilla is not in the running to become the next, uh, you know, Queen of England, basically, because she's not a virgin. So Charles can't marry her, so she's written off. But this bitch this bitch instead hangs out in the wings for the next like five decades. It's crazy. Like any, and here's the thing. So so she's dating this other guy for like six years. Camilla Parker Bowles is dating Mr. Parker Bowles. I forget. They're all named like Andrew, Edward, Charles, or George. So pick any of those names. I forget the guy's first name. So Camilla is dating this guy for six years, this philandering piece of shit rich guy. He's banging everything under the sun while still seeing Camilla. And what happens is Camilla's father and brother conspire, they get together and they go, look, someone's got to marry Camilla. She's been riding this horse for six years. She's banging Prince Charles. Nobody wants to marry her because she's kind of tainted goods at this point. So they put an ad, like an announcement in the newspaper saying we congratulate Camilla to Mr. Parker Bowles on their engagement, essentially forcing Andrew Parker Bowles, that's his name, what did I tell you? Andrew, Edward, George, Charles, they're all named the same thing after after royalty, forcing Andrew Parker Bowles to propose to Camilla Parker Bowles. And so what happens in these upper-class marriages is like they're all forced into it to merge their land and their wealth, and they end up having these cold, often loveless marriages and then they have affairs. So it was really well known to Andrew Parker Bowles after they had their two children that she and Prince Charles, that Camilla and Prince Charles were banging. Well known. All the rich people do this. They all have affairs with each other. And it's just completely like, yeah, whatever. We don't love each other. We just bang other people. They all look the other way. Everybody knows it. But Prince Charles's big mistake was that he admitted to, to adultery in an interview when um, he and Diana split and then, you know, they all turned on him and then came Camilla Gate. Now, this is this is the problem with being a hoe. This is the problem with being a side piece. You think to yourself, women listening, you go, oh, but being a side piece is like easy gig. It's so much harder than just making your own living. So Camilla Parker Bowles and Charles are, she supposedly like this fuck machine. Like Camilla is like the sexual dynamo who has sexual power over Charles and he can't resist her and whatever, whatever that means in English culture. Cause I don't, I can't imagine she's a sexual dynamo, but you know, whatever. So, so, so he, they have their phone call tapped. I've I've discussed this before on the show where he's like, Oh darling, I miss you. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, I wish you were inside of me, Charles. And he's like, Yes, in and out of you, Camilla. In and out. It's so gross and horrible. And yes, I, I think of their voices when I read Camilla Gate. And and then he's like, and then he goes, and then he goes, Oh, it's so disgusting. This is this is their horny talk. It's so great. He goes,
1: You guys are horny. Yeah.
2: It's so good. Charles is like, I wish I could just live inside of your knickers, Camilla. And then she goes and she goes, Oh, wouldn't that be funny? And then he goes, Oh, of course with my luck, I'd be like your tampon or something. Which is just so revolting and so disgusting. And so Camilla Gate, that's Camilla Gate. It explodes. Somebody tapes that conversation. It gets splashed all over the tabloids in Britain. And Camilla Parker Bowles is enemy number one. Because everybody is like, he's having an affair, da-da-da-da-da-da. She is unprotected by the palace because they don't protect anybody outside of their own whatever circle. And then Diana dies and then it gets white worser for Camilla. Cause they're like, she's the other woman the fucking bitch and the public humiliation that this woman went through. I don't think you understand. Like I think, I think the closest thing we had was Clinton getting a beige from that pig. What was that girl's name? Of, Monica Lewinsky, like, Monica the Lewinsky and that was even way more vulgar because there was like jizz on her dress <laughs> it, was it the, the picture of like cum dress everywhere like it was so vulgar this was just like innuendo like I want to be your tampon and and she was just they would follow her everywhere and she was shamed publicly and everybody would comment on her horse face and her horse looks and how much prettier Diana is <laughs> I mean Oh my gosh. So I'm into it, man. And I'm I'm so curious as to what could possibly be this woman's allure to Prince Charles for so many decades. And now he's, you know, he married her in the nine was it in the late nineties? And now she's going to be the queen consort. So you may be saying to yourself, Christina, the hoe wins in the end. And yeah, but man, was it hard won? And man, did she hang in there? And did she endure just endless ridicule and endless humiliation just to become the queen consort and now they're spinning it you know as they always do with these royals that you know there's all these stupid documentaries coming out like the the love affair between Charles and Camilla and like they're trying to spin her as a philanthropist and she's just this wonderful caring and she's not she was just raised to be like a debutante you know she studied in France learned how to give blowjobs and then, you know, learned how to have fun conversation with rich guys. That's what they do, which, Hey, great. But it it is not cheap to be, to be the hoe. It is fucking unbearable. But anyway, if you're in for a good listen, the palace papers is where it's at. It is, it's, it's unbelievable how these people uh, live. You just, we can't even fathom it as, as regular people. And no wonder that people are over the monarchy. I mean, God, no wonder these the Brits are just like get the fuck out of here with this. It's such a waste of public money and resources, <laughs> they're such they're such crappy people. For the most, part. I mean, except for Queen Elizabeth, who really really took the job seriously and was very noble and very like she lived, she walked the walk. A lot of these people are like one of them. One of the Queen's sons is Andrew or Edward, is known to be um, involved in Epstein's cool doings, pedophile ring um so they're they're just shitbird people they're just shitty rich people uh but they have fascinating lives fascinating lives so there you go camilla and charles don't be a hoe don't be a hoe without expecting it you got to pay the cost to be the hoe that's fucking I'd rather just make a living. I'd rather just... She was already rich. She was already rich. What did she need to fuck Prince Charles for? She already had the husband and the... So she she always claimed that she didn't want to be... I don't want to be in the public eye. Like, really? Well, you're dating the most public motherfucker out there, bitch. Like, yeah, you do, because you hung in there. But know, they're, they're psychos, and I love watching um, how complete psycho they are. Man, you...
0: You really love this stuff. I go like, deep. This is like I your go deep. show.
2: It's my show. It's your show. Because television is just so bad right now. I'm, I'm not finding anything that's really grabbing my interest. And then you realize that, much like every David Lynch movie and Twin Peaks and all these things, is that reality is weirder than fiction. And you're like, the 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 reality is so bananas. When you really start—when I really started to open my eyes— and you're like, oh, man, this shit is real. Like, this exists. This is not fiction. It's just, so it's my, other level. My question is. God damn, is, dude.
0: Are you always keeping tabs on the royal family? Or yes. is it really just when you're like, man, there's nothing to watch right now. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you like, go through like a big royal phase until you're like, oh, strangers, like like Sure, kids sure, 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 sure.
2: Not. I see what you're saying. So I, I drop in every now and then. I read, um, I'll show you what, what I like to read. The Telegraph, which is like the shit newspaper, the British tabloids. I read The Telegraph just to keep up with their politics. I'm, I'm an Anglophile. I love this country. I love them. And I love to just, and then I drop And then I drop in hard when I hear like somebody got snubbed. Like, you know, when QE died and uh, Meghan Markle didn't go to the bedside of the dying queen um, for good reason. She didn't want to cause... She didn't want to ruffle feathers. but then and I thought, how classy. Ruffle feathers? It ruffles feathers either way enough. Damned
0: if you do, if yeah. you do, damned if, damned
2: if you don't. Damned right? if you don't. Because they're very into being, ro- so for instance, if Megan were to show up, she's no longer a royal. So she would have to curtsy to like, literally when you go into a room of all royal, high ranking, higher ranking than you, you have to curtsy to every motherfucker. in there, like, she, it, I mean, she—it's just—it's a bit—it's bizarre. You can't turn your back on the queen. Um, I just—I love all these ridiculous customs that are so antiquated, and—and and you're like, but—but—but—but but, but then, so here's the thing: is that it's not—it's not just all crap, right? Because you think to yourself, well, so why haven't they just done away with this? Because there's some fundamental need in human beings for tradition, for constancy. For consistency, and especially with Queen Elizabeth, for a mother figure, for a maternal, consistent, maternal figure, somebody who, no matter what the wars are, who the the prime minister is, whatever's happening in the world, you knew that the Queen was in bed by nine p.m. in the palace, you know, and she with her corgis and her pearls. And her brand new pair of knickers every day, and you knew the consistency of that. And in a world that constantly changes, there's something comforting, I imagine, to the royals, which is why I love them. And I love this idea of something sustaining for just thousands of years. This is a this is a very old tradition. I, um, you know, and our celebrity culture is probably the closest thing we have to this. But then, you know, we like to tear down, or much like they like to tear down the royals. We love to build up our celebrities just to watch them crumble. It's just as much fun when they, when they unravel. So there's something to keeping the queen up and keeping, and she, she stood for goodness, for good things, good values, not just like hot ass, hot tits, hot lips, you know? It's just like, ah, they're values, they're good values. So I don't know. I imagine if I were British, I'd be very conflicted. Do I Am I a monarchist or not? I don't know, because to Americans it seems so bizarre. Why do they have this? Why would they? My son asked me yesterday, do we have a king? I go, no, we're American. We elect our leaders. And I'm like, yeah, but so do the British. They elect their prime minister, but then they still have this idea of, like, a god. I think it's a god thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's an idea of god. And all humans need something bigger than themselves to feel safe. You need a mommy. You need a daddy. You need some kind of overarching structure. Arcing? Overarching? Overarching? Overarching, Chad smart chat overarching overarching
3: I think overarching
2: overarching thank you I think it's it. overarching
3: I, I think th- either one actually okay you can have an arch or an arc
2: I know it's so but you need some kind of structure to exist and I think that they're so containing for instance you know when my um, my father-in-law passed away we he wanted a full catholic funeral And at first we were just like, oh God, that's, you know, a two hour fiasco and who the hell wants to do that? I have to tell you that it was so containing to have the ritual of that funeral because you knew it wasn't, you know, we're going to sing now, we're going to send out the guy's going to do the thing, we're going to talk, the incense and, and those rituals are so important and so, and so vital uh, because otherwise you just feel like you're adrift in chaos. Um, So. Back. Uh yeah, there you go. Another word I would like to say before we get into our business. Oh, I did a sound bath yesterday. Woo! Hippy Dippy sound bath here in Austin. If you don't know what that is, that's a lady or guy. Um they bang gongs and they, you know, they hit bowls and they make sounds with harps and all kinds of things. And you lay down. And you wild out. And this lady played all these wonderful sounds for my friend and I. And man, did I go on a psychedelic journey without having to do LSD, which is a very new thing for me. And I was like, God, I wish I would have gotten high before this because it would have been so much better. But man, the, the sound, it's like you it, it allows you to go places where you normally wouldn't. And it's so weird how sound correlates to feelings in your body and you know with the deeper sounds took me to a sadder place and then the peppier sounds took me to an anxious place and then the harp took me to a surreal place it was it was a wild day man and i it went by so fast and i woke up and i was refreshed and now are you refreshed yes wow and i was refreshed and then i went back home to my crazy children and then i was once again and dragged down into a world of suffering which is what motherhood is. How long does that
3: last for? It's an hour. so great. I did one recently.
2: Oh, of course you did, channels. (laughs) Let's talk about it.
3: Uh, Yeah, it was great. Very relaxing. Did
2: you do it with a group of people?
3: Yeah, it was a group one.
2: Because I hear the group dynamics different. Sometimes people snore. Sometimes people, like their energy will leach into yours. Did you experience that?
3: Uh, not so much the snoring, but yeah, sometimes I don't like having a lot of people around me when I'm doing some kind of like yoga or meditation or anything like that because their like vibes do kind of uh they can mess with you a little bit, especially if they're making noise or being loud in some way.
2: You can, you know, energy. It people can leech your energy. They can fuck up your vibe. It's all this stuff, you know, for the longest time, I was like, this is not true. It is absolute truth. I had this great boss at Deke Entertainment, Mike Maliani. (laughs) He's so great. And Mike Maliani was in charge of Deke Entertainment and we would have a writer's room, a writer's room, meaning a group of writers employed to write a script or whatever. And I remember one time Mike Maliani he was like, we got to get this guy out. There was a guy in the room who was just not vibing with everybody else. Right. Doesn't not, not vibe. Sometimes you just don't vibe with people. And Mike Maliani goes, Jesus Christ. He stops the meeting. He pulls me outside and he's like, Jesus Christ, you know, we got to get this guy out. The guy's a brick. The guy's sucking all the energy out of the room. (laughs) He had the great, this great New York accent. The guy's a brick and he's sucking energy. And I was like, well, that's the first time I've ever heard that. And it is so fucking true. Um, Man, people can just either suck your energy or give it to you. Um, but the sound bath, that's a very and i I opted. I wanted to do the class first to be with the people. And then I my friend said to me, she goes, I don't know though people they can hem and haw and make snoring sounds and then all, and I was like, yeah, oh, you're fucking right. They can ruin too many people in the room can suck up your vibe. And I used to do yoga in Santa Monica with Brian Kest. He was also, I love East Coaster too. And he was very, very down to earth. He'd be like, this next position is called put your leg in the air. That's all you're doing and breathing. (laughs) He went, put just a sweet, gentle flow. He had this weird accent. And just put your leg in the air. It's nothing fancy. And I'll never forget one time I was doing yoga with Brian Kest in Santa Monica. And there was a man in front of me in his mat on his mat and he was wearing 80 style dolphin shorts and he was not wearing underwear that day and when he put his leg back <laughs> i saw his balls in full glory just a sweaty set of balls and dolphin shorts and it took me so out of the moment because there is nothing more alarming than seeing genitals in public. Uh, I mean, I've seen them quite a few times in my life in public, but during yoga, <laughs> I made them cover your balls. I got to take a pish. I drank too much. I drank my, my smoothie before I came here. One moment, please. I'm back. I'm back because I hydrate so much. Um, um, so, Chad, did you go through any emotional experiences during your sound bath or were you too distracted?
3: Um. I don't know if I go through emotional experiences. Like, I've been doing yoga lately mostly oh. be, because, like, uh, uh. I've been doing Muay Thai with Danny.
2: Okay. And so,
3: like, I'm trying to get more flexible so I can kick people in the head easier.
2: <laughs> with Danny Brown? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. What's it like Muay Thai with Muay Thai fighting or whatever with Danny
3: Brown? It's so fun. Like, I, I like hanging out with Danny outside of here. He's so funny. God, he's and, so and doing funny. Muay Thai with him is just, it's, it's one of my favorite things I do all
2: week. Oh my god, I bet he's so funny, he's so cute. He's yeah. like, he's like, Ugh, does he laugh the whole time? He's like, hm. damn, you just kicked me! Wrong. Does he do that? Does he call you the N word? He
3: says that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think Zolo accidentally kicked him in the dick the other day, and then no. that was kind of funny. That's the
2: problem with Muay Thai fights; those shin kicks. Ouch, ouch. <laughs> that shit will get you in shape so fast, though Muay Thai. Um, like, do, do you do like the rounds where you punch the bag and then you kick?
3: Yeah, it's like, you yeah, it's the, the, the bag and then shadow oh boxing and a little bit of like partnering up and then jump roping. Like I'm, oh I'm covered God. in sweat every time I leave there.
2: It's just, it's gnarly. That's so good. God, that's going to get you in shape so fast.
3: Yeah, and the yoga's nice too. I mean, it's a little like I said, it's a little too like woo woo for me yeah. sometimes. Like they kind of take it to like, oh, the moon energy is like massaging your third eye. And, I don't like uh, give me that. a break. <laughs> but like, I'm like one of two dudes in there, so it's fine.
2: That's perfect. That that's where you should meet chicks. <gasps> Have you met any chicks in yoga?
3: No, I mean I should. That's yeah, what, I should. But like, you're it not also meeting them in Muay Thai and like a bunch
2: of dick and balls in Muay Thai.
3: Yeah, there there's some girls in there, too. They could probably kick my ass.
2: Lesbos. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: um, Yeah, it just doesn't feel like... I don't like being the guy that's, like, there to hit on people. It feels like now that we have the apps, like, that's the appropriate space for it, so which weird. is kind of unfortunate, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I do try to talk to people in real life, but often it feels like, uh, hey, I'm just here to do yoga. Why, would, why are you talking to me in this, like... Wow. Uh, i don't know what the right thing to do is no
2: i got you um yoga infuriates me i feel like i i try to get into it and then i just get angry i'm like fuck dude i don't want to it's too slow like it just hurts and it's slow and i get angry i'm gonna throw up i wish i um yeah i always get angry when i do fucking yoga um, I wanted to. It never, it
0: never centers like it's. You never find it mm. relaxing. You just get mad because of. It's the, doing I've the opposite it. of what, what it's supposed to do.
2: Yeah, I think the only guy, the only person I liked doing it with was Brian Kess, because he would really be like, he was so funny that he would he would say crazy shit during the thing, and then he'd be like, he'd be like he would just be like, "Don't look over at your neighbor." You don't need to know how far she can go into downward dog. Fuck her. All you're worried about is what you're doing in a sweet, sweet flow. Like he, he, I, again, you know, this is why I, I just, I don't relate to exercise people or guru, like, it's just, it's just too, it's bullshit. Don't, don't trick me. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. Don't lie to me. You know, I don't like that stuff. So I liked him. Uh, there's this great guru on TikTok. I cannot I just keep thinking about him He's like He's this indie guy And he's like If you're having a bad day (laughs) He's like fuck it Have the worst fucking day you can have Go home Go to sleep Fuck it Today was a bad day (laughs) And I'm like yeah that's so true Like some days are just a wash Like some days you're just gonna nap And you're you're just gonna be like Fuck it Today sucked Carpe diem Yeah but not right now dude You know you have to like surrender to that. Uh, Some days they're fucking dog shit, but it's all part of a bigger picture. At least with me, because I, like, I'm always thinking about jokes and creative stuff. So like, even if it's a shit bird day, I know that my mind subconsciously is working on like whatever I'm creating, and then it'll like sounds so stupid, but it whatever it works out. So I wanted to share something I thought with the, the moms listening today because I. um uh, I, uh, you know, you only hear so much about pregnancy and, and how much that sucks. Oh my God, being pregnant sucks. And then you just never really hear about the in between like pregnancy, yeah, birth, you hear about traumatic birth and then you don't hear shit about motherhood until the kid is like a teenager maybe. And so I wanted to, um, I don't know just express it because I had drinks with the um the other moms from our school last week and they were we were talking about this how there's just this void of a discussion of like what the fuck happens after you have the baby up until like childhood or whatever and um it really is uh, and I think the greatest word for it gosh some my friend texted me she's like how you doing you know what hi the kids and I'm like you know it's just it's the grind you're doing the thing and she's like yes nobody will understand how lonely it is to be a mother and I was like boom that's a great word uh there's so much loneliness to motherhood that is so undiscussed and it's not the same in a sense of like gosh I wish I had a companion it's it's not that it's that there's a there's this role that only you can perform and it's only, it's a relational role between you and the beings you create. And um, it's, it's not, there's no substitute for you and that kiddo, right? There's, there's nannies and there's dads. Yeah. Right. Whatever. But it's not the fucking same bond because you, you're the same blood. You're the same bone you're you know they it's it's a bond that's fucking ridiculous so I love that descriptor of loneliness there's there's an isolation in it because nobody really understands the role unless they've done it themselves and then as you're going through it you suffer in your own way because of whatever triggers you got going on, you know? So you're constantly reassessing your own mind and your own emotional world. Like, whoa, what is that all about? Cause it's not the kid's fault. This is my thing. And I'm in this weird headspace. And like, what is that today? And, and that's very isolating as well. So it really is this journey of like, what the fuck, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't, you just have to go it alone. It's the hero's journey. And it's, um, it's really profound and really interesting and very it's terrifying at times and exhilarating and like all the things. And it's just, you know, it's an area I'm trying to explore with my stand-up. It's uh, but you know, fucking, I don't even know if I can begin to scratch the surface. Cause I don't think I've never read it. Art, I've only ever, I've only ever read motherhood articulated by like the Sylvia Plath school of like just put your head in the oven. It's fucking terrible, <laughs> which I don't subscribe <laughs> to that at all. Um, but I think there's a you know there's a reason why we haven't had much discussion on it. I think possibly because you know psychoanalysis and therapy and people getting to a better place like all this is relatively new. So maybe that's why we haven't had the tools the language to describe it because i think in the past it was just like right like put your head in the oven if you're sylvia drown yourself in the o- in the ocean which was kate Chopin the awakening i believe i believe she becomes a mother and then drowns herself in the ocean <laughs> so the o- <laughs> ocean's a metaphor for motherhood <laughs> but um you know there there's there's really no like but uh, well, at least i haven't found it yet it, or, you know, their mom drinks wine trope, which is so boring as well. Because we, which is true, though. That's what we did. You know, that's what women have been doing. And um, in the 60s, it was mother's little helper. You just took drugs to get through it all.
0: <laughs> but in this mom group, is there any, like, type of, like, even playing field where, like, you guys just talk about this stuff too? Or? Yeah.
2: Right, right. But even, but because it's the first time it's being articulated, so, so it takes a few things. So, first of all, it takes the, the courage to say, oh, wait a minute, this job I'm doing, the job of motherhood is really shitty, uh, but I love my children. So it's it's this weird dichotomy where you have to be able to hold the ambivalence of like, I love my kids more than anything in the fucking world. And simultaneously, this is the worst gig I've ever had, literally. And I mean, I'm a female comic for 20 fucking years <laughs> Before female comedians were fashionable, I literally went up to uh, audiences with their arms folded. I've been, you know, called every name in the book and, and told that I wouldn't have a career. So, like, I chose the hardest, one of the harder career paths. So becoming a female comic, a fucking breeze compared to being a mother. And I think it's just finding the articulation of, like, well, what is it that sucks? Well, okay, it's, it's not the kid that sucks. It's the, the marathon of the thing. Like, you're, you're always on duty. You're never, you're never rested. I know that Bill Burr has this lovely joke about, like, motherhood's a hardest job. Yeah, what about the coal miners? They died of, you know, collapsed lungs and this, that. Yes, but the coal miners got to come home at 5 o'clock and get off the clock and drink beer and have a Coke and a smile and sit in a fucking barca lounge. the moms don't have that. You don't have it ever, so it's relentless, and it's torturous sometimes because kids are very dysregulating. They have a tantrum that shit spirals you out of control. No one talks about that. How like a kid's tantrum can fucking spin you out because you're just like, oh my god, the g-. like. There's a reason they use sound torture on <laughs> prisoners. Um, you know, they used to. There's this great thing about was it in Iraq or something? They keep, they, they tortured the POWs with, um, Britney Spears music on a loop because the constancy of a sound can make you fucking crazy and the sleep deprivation and all that. So there's a lot that goes into, I mean, we're essentially the first generation of women to go like, Oh, this is really, it's a tough gig. And and now to where you're seeing like where the men are starting to pick up the slack more, um, and the younger generations like, Oh, dudes are, starting to be like fathers not just like dads but so that's all it's all new it's all evolving and it's it's all very interesting but um yeah it's all very it's a fucking mind fuck, dude and every week I come in here and I'm like how can I I mean there are some days really like, how do I get how do I how do I get through today like what am I gonna do like I'm alone with my kids a lot um because I you know yeah we have a nanny but I don't my nanny doesn't raise my fucking kids. I raise my kids. Um, and it's so, oh man, like there are just, by the end of, by the end of the weekend, you're just like, I got a drink. I got a drink. And I, (laughs) and, uh, I don't want to do that either. You know, that's not the healthiest thing to do. Um, so you look for other ways to cope and walking has been really beneficial to me. It's not as fun as getting drunk, but you know, uh, And there you have it. And I use my mind a lot. You know, I get lost in like the Royals and I get lost in writing material or... But there you go. So anybody listening that needs to hear that, you're validated. Because I thought it was very interesting that this table full of women, we were all talking about this. So this must mean that whoever's listening to this shit, man, you must be feeling it too if we're all feeling it in Austin. And uh, it's just this unspoken club. So... There you go. Let's catch up on some uh, business. Let me just make sure I'm not. mm, 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 mm. Okay, let's do some follow-ups. You know, very important topics are discussed on this show. Besides isolation of motherhood, things like pissing on toilet seats. (laughs) Who is it, Rob Eiler? He goes, he goes, yeah, every time I pee in the bowl, I still hit the side of the bowl every time. And like that, you know, when you hear somebody say something like that and you're like, why are you still piss on the side of the bowl? It's so fascinating. That, that fascinated me. Do you still piss on the side of the bowl? Or uh, can you make it all the way? All the piss goes in one.
0: Well, I mean, it depends. Like if I'm trying to like if I'm around other people, like if there's other people in the apartment, like I will go uh-huh. with the arrow. I'll go with the dynamic of the bowl to make it not make it a sound. Oh, yeah. Stealth. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Stealth yeah, stealth piss. Yeah, because piss
2: man man peas are so loud because of the, the height.
0: That's because they want you to hear it. They want you to flex. Want, yeah, it's like uh like yo, listen to how deep yeah. the bass is when I yo. hit the bottom of this water, dog. <laughs>
2: when the bass drops, says the kids oh God, I hate myself. I'm such a fucking asshole. God. All right, let's do some voicemail follow ups. Let's see what what's out in the world.
1: Hello, me mommy. Oh. My name is Sydney from Iowa. Hi, mommy. And I'm here calling about what drives my veg. Mm. There was this guy I was dating years ago. I was completely in love with him. I thought he was the greatest thing. Yeah. He was taking a nap, and I was on his computer. Oh. I don't know how I came across it, but I found porn saved to one of his hard drives. Okay. This wasn't regular porn. This was cartoon porn. He had uh, like the Simpsons, like Love it. Marge and Homer fucking, and there was also some like anime porn with dragons and shit, and I was just like, what the fuck, am I dating a serial killer? But yeah, <laughs> it didn't last. I broke up with him. I couldn't get past that. It was too fucking
2: weird. Mm. All right,
1: mommy. Thanks. I'm coming up in May.
2: Bye. So interesting. Um, I thought would just uh, so a lot of women, just the porn alone is the deal breaker. I had a friend find the porno folder on the computer and freak out and all this and that. And I personally don't freak out about pornography. I think it's just a part of life. But funny that the cartoon would, uh, I guess, because it's an it's kind of an infant thing. Interesting, like a childish thing gone perverse. Now, luckily, I had a friend in my twenties. This girl was so fucking crazy. She was this crazy model chick and she was like, dude, have you seen fucking cartoon porn? It's the hottest thing you've ever fucking seen. You want to see like Marge give Homer a blowjob? It's so fucking hot. And then she, I was like, all right. And then it de- it normalized it to me. So I was like, yeah, it is kind of rad. Like who doesn't want to see like, you know, the Flintstones? Fuck, I thought it was great. So, you know, potato, potato on what creeps you out. Now I've had women freak out about uh, finding that their spouse was into a different type of woman. Like maybe you're a, uh, you know, you're, you're an Asian lady and your husband is Jane as D to whatever, Puerto Rican, da 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 full bush milfs. And you're like, yeah, but I'm not a Puerto Rican full bushed milf. And they get all, all upset about that. Gosh, you know, Tom is so good at concealing what he's into. I, I don't, and also, I don't go looking for it. Full disclosure. <laughs> I don't go looking. I think that's the, the, the key. I just don't go looking. I don't want to know. I, I still don't know. We've been together forever. This
0: is smart. I mean, because it's God, like... If, do when I want to know? It's one of those things where it's just like, don't ask scary questions if you don't want scary I know. answers. You know, It's like, do you want to know what the answer to that is? No? Maybe don't snoop around and see what makes them come.
2: I know. That's the thing. Do I have to know? I don't... And I feel like too is a... As a mature married woman, you're just like, I don't need to know everything. I'm fine with a little bit of mystery. Do you wanna know what makes your ladies bagok Porn- do you guys care what your women are?
0: I mean, only if it's something that I that I could personally like apply. I'm like, Oh, would it be helpful if I
2: did, did something? Yeah,
0: did the towel driver <sighs> thing that I saw on I'm your computer? Pff- or- barf
2: yeah. I would just, well, I would be so humiliated. I think I would be like, could you not, I don't want to talk about this with you. This is why I do this privately, you know? Oh yeah. Like, like, if
0: anyone saw like the feed of just like, <laughs> wait, hold on. This is the history of what you've watched. I'm like, no, 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 wait, that's not a good representation. Like each one of these things could be explained. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> I know it's, there's a reason that that stuff produces shame. Like just leave it to the shame gods. It's your, it's your world. You know, and a friend of mine was telling me about some great documentary on Netflix about sexuality and how we shouldn't get too hung up on what it is people fantasize about because it's all just your unconscious mind working out stuff. And, you know, that's why I don't I tend not to take pornography too seriously. It's like it's just fantasy world. Yeah, but then why does it creep me out when a guy paints figurines like I would not have a problem with a guy masturbating to figurines. But then. Painting the figurine is mortifying to me. Wow, interesting. Maybe the masturbating to figurines is is a more mature way. Yeah, because it's it's properly age it's age appropriate. I don't know to
0: masturbate you say to, masturbating figurines? to figurines. You know what, what I'm mature? saying?
2: Ma- meaning that the boy, the boy colors the figurine the adult male somehow sublimates his love of figurine into a sexual place and therefore masturbates to it. So the the anime stuff I'm saying, uh, to me seems just a more mature way of dealing with your figurine thing to masturbate to it. I don't know. Because that's that's like a developmental step.
4: I I feel like it's the, I imagine it's got to be the softness in painting the figurine where it's like, I don't know. You're just so fucking soft if you paint figurines. Right? You're not like, you ain't a hard-ass ass dude. That's just kind of the reality.
2: You're saying it's effeminate and yeah. weak. Yeah, Yeah, you're
4: soft.
0: <laughs> what if they have like a paint gun? That yeah, what, yeah, what if they're killing animals? Point. Is
2: that better? I mean, I don't associate it with... the Interesting. I mean, maybe that is the turnoff, but then, I don't know, but I don't... I don't See that as weak. I see it as childish. Childish. Same th- saying, isn't it? No. Hmm. No. I don't know. Isn't we it? what is weakness? Weak is weakness childish. Weakness is weakness to me is a character deficit. A weak a weak man is not one that participates in quote softer activities. A weak man to me is like a philanderer, a guy who doesn't take care of his wife and kids, a man who like gambles all his money his family's money away who gives into his vices instead of
3: describing the whole
2: booth here (laughs) you guys all fucking losers weak weak Well, the man who doesn't have control of his destiny is weak but painting figurines is childlike I see my son's doing shit like that, you know, and it's not sexual. It's disgusting.
0: So like letting things get in the way of your responsibilities is kind of like what you're saying weakness is. Like getting in the way of providing for your, like if you let anything get in the way of providing for your family. Well, that's one
2: form of male weakness. I think weakness of character is what I'm saying. Yes, not providing for giving in to your l- baser lower frequencies as opposed to trying to strive to be better i think but that you know same with women i see female weakness in a similar regard you're just going to be governed by your your base fucking bullshit or are you going to try to be better and i don't know that's how i i or or yeah or like immoral or
3: Lack but, of discipline? Yeah. Lack like, of You're talking about will, ver- like your will versus like your interest that can be perceived as soft. Like weakness and like a perceived softness are not the same.
2: Thing. Not the same thing. Softness is not weakness is what I'm saying. I think, you know, painting the figurines is childish. <laughs> I don't see it as even soft. I'm like, ooh. I just, I don't know. It's a philosophical debate, you guys. We're really getting deep on this shit today. Interesting. What's a week? Wait, a week. I, I guess like, yeah. I just think just succumbing to your like to just being a shitty person is weakness. I guess. Anyway, all right. Let's do another follow up. What's new in the world?
1: Hey, Christina. Hi, jeans boys. Uh, My name's Stu. Calling from the Bay Area. Just have a little comment on Uh, the uh, nerds and uh, Hollywood and all these dudes uh, playing games and all that. I grew up, I mean, I work at a skate shop. I'm 32 years old.
2: Oh, I, I like skate. That. I'm
1: active. You know, I'm young. I'm I'm lean. I'm hip.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but I have a lot of friends that play D&D, that oh. play card games, that collect, like, figures, uh, action figures. They collect games. I have friends that collect just video games that don't even play. It's like shoes. Oh, no. And all those dudes get laid. And a, a lot. lot of them are are good-looking dudes. You know, I'm a, I'm a straight 32-year-old male, but a lot of these guys are good-looking. They're, they're easy <sighs> on the eyes. And uh, they're all getting late, so Ugh. I think it might just be you, Christina, that's kind of blowing it out of Uh oh, Maybe Stu. you're a little bit of a wet noodle in this case. Oh, I don't know. That's just my Stu. insight. Uh, keep it high and tight. I bet you come up in May. Oh. And, uh, aye,
2: aye, aye. oh, Stu, how dare you accuse me of being neurotic or a wet noodle? I'm the most rational, sane woman you know no Stu. i know listen am i am i like every bitch no i'm not a basic bitch Stu. i have neurotic hang-ups that's what you love about me and i love that you work at a skateboarding shop why do i think skateboarding is just the cool it's just the coolest
4: because it's, like, it's hard
2: it's hard as fuck bro Kinda it is too. hard as fuck there's no limp dicks in skateboarding Stu. Damn it, I love it's it. It's the
0: spirit of skateboarding. It's because it you try rock, shit, you hurt man, yourself trying to do hurt. it, and you still get back up on that skateboard <sighs> and do that shit that hurt you.
2: I love it. I love everything about the ethic of skateboarding. The DIY-ness, the breaking the law, the hurting yourself. Yeah, all fucking good inclinations, too. Well, listen, if your friends are skateboarders, did he mention if they were skaters as well, in addition to being dorks who collect stupid things?
0: I don't think he said that they worked in the shop or went into the shop. Well, they're hot.
2: They're hot. And went. okay. Okay. Listen, all I'm saying, Stu, is I have friends who are these nerds that collect fucking figurines, okay? And their wives have to deal with their husbands being like, no, 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 we need to buy a five-bedroom house because I have to house all my figurines, or we have to pay for a storage facility to house my dumb figurines. So it's a thing, man. Women have to deal with this shit. That's all I'm saying, Stu. God, I knew the I knew the fucking nerd faction would get upset with me. Like, oh, Christina, what about fucking this guy? Again? Yeah, I know. All right, next voicemail. Now I'm all fucking pissed. <sighs> hey guys,
1: so my ultimate deal breaker for a man is a white guy with a samurai sword collection. He's probably (laughs) psychotic and may be prone to domestic violence. (laughs) The only time it's okay to have a samurai sword collection is if you're Japanese and it's a family heirloom. If not, you can get rid of it.
2: Oh my God. I think she's onto something. Why, do you have a samurai sword?
0: My dad had a gigantic (laughs) samurai sword collection.
2: Oh, and look at your dad. He's a fucking maniac.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of a weirdo. But yeah, but I think that's probably like an equal just deal. Like if you walk into a white dude's place and he just, oh my ha- God, it's just filled with Asian shit, you're like, what the And fuck like nunchucks
2: that? and like Bruce Lee cutouts and you yeah, you do. Is it nunchucks or chucks? I think it's, I
0: think it's none. Chad? None. None. Ch- none.
2: Nunchucks. None. Yeah. Cause there's these, there's this guy on TikTok I always repost who's always like doing that stupid nunchuck shit in his apartment and it it's always a white guy that's so into martial arts. God, it's okay, it's so true,
1: it's so fucking gay.
2: <laughs> that is such a genre is like the white guy that's into nunchucks and like sword play and shit. God, that's such a lane. Yeah, like the Asian white guy. They're called, what do do Asian people call them? Um, Eggs? Where you're white on the outside. Get it? Eggs? When I dated a Chinese guy, they called me an egg. (laughs) Now, my Chinese ex-boyfriend did have a sword. One sword. And it was Japanese. And it was like something he had gotten through a family. And he wasn't like, he didn't have a million. He wasn't into nunchucks and shit. So that's okay. One sword is okay. I think I think a white guy can have one sword. Right? Like, oh, this is this cool fucking thing I got when I went to Japan.
4: Right.
0: If
2: but it's the like collection.
4: A, it's one of those things you at least, you do once. You just want to a see sword. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a cool cool fucking
2: sword. It's cool. Yeah. But
4: yeah, two or three is like... Mm, oh my right, fucking... A collection. Mm, what are you going to do with these, man?
2: <laughs> you know what's another vag dryer is... Now that I think about like my college days is like hacky sack Ugh! like watching men play hacky sack is just it's just ugly do you know what that is it's like yeah. dirty hippie I, feel,
0: I don't think it's i think i feel like that's been out for i feel like i haven't seen a hacky second forever no neither Man, have
2: either. i probably for good reason because those guys never got laid and they're like
0: <laughs> right they weren't able minute. to procreate they're like so they
2: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> the genetic the bloodline disappeared they
0: weren't able to pass it on to their children <laughs>
2: <laughs> that Remember fucking hippies When they'd have the sticks Did you guys have that in called co- the sticks guys And you're like What are you doing Those guys sticks? must have gotten laid They must have gotten laid Otherwise why would they do sticks Is that what they were called Devil sticks yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah dude What the fuck is this These guys Play a video of it Can you play a video without audio Let's see. You guys have to see this So there were guys This is like a way of getting laid in San Francisco, I don't, I don't know if
0: they used it to get laid. But yeah. like,
2: no, it's a I don't thing. Know the where,
3: success rate of that.
2: But guys would do this shit. It's usually dorky white guys. It's never a cool Asian guy like this. Okay, here he, he's real slow. This warm is already up.
0: way cooler than it's supposed. Yeah, it actually it's is. because it's like a skilled <laughs> Asian guy.
2: No, you want like the white <laughs> dirty hippie guy. It's always a white guy with dreadlocks. And he's disgusting and he's barefoot on the quad and he's doing this horse shit.
0: Here, you know what? Let me type in Devil Sticks Venice Beach. Yeah, (laughs) there you go.
2: That's the vibe. Because this guy's cool. I don't know. This guy's got mad skills too. I'm just talking about the loser white guy who's like, who's done too many drugs. He's just a burnout and he's doing his fucking, I didn't even know they were called Devil Sticks. I thought they were just like hippie sticks or something. God, oh my,
0: You want to see the Devil Sticks commercial? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't,
2: no. Just find me a dirty hippie doing it. Oh my God. And Stu from San Francisco. I wonder if they still do it there. There you go. This dirt bag. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's how cool it looks when you're the Ooh. one doing it.
2: <laughs> what a waste of life to learn how to do this. What a non-translatable skill. I would have to say... This is probably one of the dumbest things you could spend your time learning to do. You're not gonna... There's nothing you can do with this. What can you fucking do with devil sticks? Nothing. You can't join the circus. Yeah, you could
3: be
4: a clown, right? Devil
3: stick clown? This is is clown activity. You just walk around impressing
0: people with your skills. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's having a great time. This trick
4: does work
0: probably on some ladies. It does it has <laughs> to. Not the ones you want, but it like I'm sure that. it works on someone. Dude,
2: this so but but you have to understand the devil sticks racket. It's not just the sticks. It's this whole guy's vibe. He's got the long hippie dippy hair. He's got the hippie vibe. He's a vegan. He does yoga. he's it's the whole package. And he goes to fish concerts or whatever the hell and His whole thing is that he's not like other guys. That toxic masculinity. I do devil sticks. I'm spiritual. I wear patchouli. I wear Birkenstocks and fucking puka shell necklaces or whatever. Like his whole shtick is sensitive guy.
4: These are the guys that evolve into those fire spinning motherfuckers, right? That shit's cool. cool. I feel feel like 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 Christina's talking shit on me
2: right now. No, I'm not. Are (laughs) you a devil stick guy? No. Oh my God, no. I like fire I like the fire eating and fire. That's cool. <laughs> how many hours to learn how to do this? How many hours? When this guy could be online buying NFTs, making his fortune, and then he'd get laid in the long run.
4: But wait a minute. You're telling me if you just added fire to this, then it's dope? Yeah. Because that's basically
2: what this is. But fire makes it so much harder. <laughs> harder. See? I because you could, you. you could, the skill... Because he could set himself on fire. The stakes are way bad. Like, the stakes are just crazy. Or you seen those bitches that blow fire? I love that stuff. That's who I would be if I didn't have this life. I'd be like a spire, a fire-spitting, like, tatted-up, thin girl. You I love those chicks. So chick? Yeah, I like those chicks. That yeah. In my alternate life, that's who I would be. Yeah, I like that chick. Yeah, yeah, I look like the... Girl with the pearl. This is the same thing, but the girl with the dragon cooler. earring. Wait, what's her name? The girl with the dragon tattoo. Tattoo. That's me. Yeah, and I'm avenging. Oh, I love this.
0: Yeah, this lady fucks for sure. She fucks hard. She's
2: hot, it's She's not hot as fuck. This isn't dorky, though. I don't but,
4: know. Show me an unattractive girl doing this. And I, I yeah. feel like I wouldn't like it that much. You know what I'm saying?
2: But this is a hot chick thing. Only hot chicks do fire dancing.
4: Mm. Yeah.
2: Right? Have you ever seen an Ugo chick do this? No way. Yup. Yeah. You've seen fatzos like pigs,
4: mainly.
0: mainly. There, Stop. There's definitely some hairy
3: arm pitted girls to do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 They spend a lot of time in drum circles
2: on the beach. Oh, I mm-hmm. love a drum circle, don't you? Yeah, they're all different. Uh, God, they're so fun. <laughs> there's are nothing better than a drum circle. Just kidding. <laughs> Fucking go to a drum circle. I would rather die than go to a drum circle. It's so embarrassing. I've been invited to drum circle, and I was—it was a fucking quick no. I'm like, <laughs> okay, hold, hold on, isn't Burning it, Man.
4: Is that that much different than that sound bath thing you were just talking about? I
2: know. <laughs> Sick burn.
4: <laughs> That's a thinker.
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's I'm talk the about same. the
2: distinction between a drum circle and a sound bath. Okay. The drum circle I feel like has no cool cred. I feel like it's all hippies and they smell. But the sound bath is like uppity uppity hipster vibe. Am I am I crazy? I feel like okay. Okay, hold on. Sound bath is Silver Lake.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Drum circle is Venice.
0: Right. It's just like you could buy drugs at one of those activities. Yeah.
2: I'd prefer Silver Lake and I'm just Silver Lake over Venice. Do you know what I'm saying? How's my argument? Am I holding any water with this? Okay.
0: I don't know if either one is cool.
2: No. No. No.
0: Right. They each have their purpose. No. They have a vibe, a specific vibe.
2: What's, the, yeah, no. Sound bath is like, I'm a, I'm a hippy dippy. This is true. I'm open to alternative therapies. <sighs> You kind of
3: participate less.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't want to actively do anything. I, I just lay there and stuff happens. That's kind of neat. I don't know, a drum circle. I, I I imagine, though, once I got past my innate hatred of hippie culture and got into the drum circle, I would really enjoy it. Totally. Which is so embarrassing because, like, hippie stuff, once you get over the embarrassment, it's it's so fun. Like, so much of it is super
4: fun. Just let go.
2: <laughs> just let go. I know. I know. Okay. Okay.
4: YMA's drum circle?
2: Maybe.
0: Ooh. <laughs> or sound bath
2: and then drum. drum. What you about? You
0: dreadlocks and like hand drums and uh, stuff. I brought and... the right kind of sweater for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, are. You're you totally got, dressed like a, that. It's
3: guy. made out of hacky sacks, basically.
2: <laughs> so gross. Oh my God. You're wearing like the total hippie guy. What is that called? That's
0: the I did acid in the forest. Yeah, sweatshirt.
2: yeah. Wait, what are those sweaters call called? Cool. <laughs> Aren't those like Mexican parkas or something? What are those called? Those are like Mexican. Some like that. Like a some, like a poncho.
3: I never really wanted one, but then I saw one at a, a Goodwill the other day. I was like, I'll, I'll try it out. I tried it out. Try it out. <laughs> I like
2: it. Yeah. It's like a whole identity you're trying on. Cause that that comes with a whole background, that type of shirt you're wearing. It comes with a whole identity.
3: Sounds like I do yoga and sound baths.
2: Yeah, you do. Yeah, and you have but
0: arguments you, for flora on like, <laughs> oh dude, soap kills your flora <laughs> and your aura. Yeah. And-
2: that and yeah, and you also like to eat the school burritos. You know, for some reason, guys like dressed like that in public school always ate school lunch, too. Like, they liked all that nasty shit. I don't know. Maybe that's so, just wait. public
3: school. Burritos? Yeah, like school.
2: public school burritos. I always saw guys wearing those, um, eating public school burritos, the bean and cheese, which, fuck, by the way, I like them. Yeah, those are great. <sighs> all right. Riveting discussions today, guys. We covered it all. Send me an email where my mom's at, at gmail.com. Leave me a phone a phone message. <laughs> 213-375-5184. A voicemail, I think they're called now. Not a phone message. <laughs> 213-375-5184. Very exciting, very riveting stuff. Um, I love you. Oh, buy my lipstick. It's like it's doing really, really well. Turns out you guys dig it. And I'm so happy you dig it. And it's so fucking exciting. Go to uh, christinapeonline.com to buy my lipstick, get it for your lady for the holidays. Um, yeah, and and tune in and subscribe to the show. And until next time, stay cool, moms. Meow.
0: Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs hitting moms at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at?
2: Where my mom's at?